Let's light the tower. Your daily look around the world of sports with Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way, and Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe, on your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, The Horn. Hour number two of Light the Tower on The Horn, Jeff Howe, Cameron Parker. I want to thank Craig for spending some time with us before he handles some duties before hopefully Texas is on the air today. 1245 with the pregame show, 1 o'clock scheduled first pitch. We'll keep you updated on everything going down at Coral Gables if that indeed starts on time. Texas and Louisiana kicking it off in the Coral Gables Regional of the NCAA Tournament. Specs text line is open 337-3776. We'll get back here in just a minute to your question of the day, uh, which is if you're making the Texas schedule, you've got the option. You, The ball is in your court. Who is the non-conference opponent you're adding to the 2024 Texas schedule? And again, the caveats are can't be a Power 5 school because you've already got Michigan on the schedule. Cannot be – it has to be a home game, so no trips to Hawaii or UNLV or anywhere like that. And UTSA, UTEP, and Texas State are all out. So from there, that's all That's all the uh, caveats, right, Cam? I didn't miss any. Those, so. those three yeah. big ones. All right. So, yeah, we'll take that feedback in just a minute. But, Cam, I, I came across this a minute ago, and uh, you were giving me some stuff about this situation that I had forgotten about. So, Lonzo Ball has been dealing with uh, a lot of injuries, foot-related injuries, going yeah. back to his time with the Lakers. And I saw a tweet. Actually, it was on my Facebook timeline. It was tw- uh, Doug Gottlieb tweeted it out. So, again, take that for whatever it's worth. Uh, But that the Lakers feared that the initial injury that Lonzo Ball suffered that's kind of gotten him down this road of repeated injury to the point where there are now reports coming out with the Chicago Bulls saying they don't think, at least, you know, sourced information, they don't think Lonzo Ball will ever play again. And Doug Gottlieb said the Lakers believe the initial foot injury was due to Lonzo wearing the big baller brand shoes as a rookie. And, Cam, I knew they were mm. bad, but you were giving me some information that I had either forgotten about or didn't know. Apparently, he was going through multiple pairs a game? Yeah. His rookie year? Yeah, because when, when, remember, when he first came out as a rookie, he was still wearing the big baller brand shoes. I, I don't remember what they were called. I remember that they were, what, $300 when they first They're came insane. out? Just Something stupid. really, really stupid. But, yeah, he was going through multiple pairs of shoes per game because of how painful they were to wear and eventually he just stopped wearing them and went to Nike quietly I and mean, there wasn't a big announcement he just was like I just can't do this anymore and eventually of course now I don't think anyone I think they stopped making big baller brand shoes I think pretty quickly <laughs> after that but it's sad to see because he's a he's a damn good player and as you mentioned I think it's Dan Bernstein with the score we went on a podcast mm-hmm. not too long ago and said yeah the Bulls publicly are saying that, yeah, we're expressing hope that he can return, but quietly behind the scenes, they believe his basketball career is done. And if it's because of the stupid shoes his dad pushed on their family so hard, man, how catastrophic that would be. So LaMelo Ball, I was looking at LaMelo. LaMelo has a shoe deal with Puma. Yeah, I believe he signed when he was in the uh, – the NBL in New Zealand. Yeah, so he Lamelo hasn't gone with with the big baller brand, but I, I do remember. I remember when Lonzo. I, I think it was after his rookie year, switched to Nike. And you know what? I'm not here to 
shill for Nike. I will say though, I I, I do. What size shoe you wear, Cam? Eleven. Just a regular standard size eleven. Yeah, maybe, maybe a little the wide. So yeah, I've got to wear like the the E, like the. So I'm wearing like an eleven E right now, which is I, I got a wide foot, um, and it's hard. I've I've tried multiple brands. Nike seems to make the best wide shoe. Like it's it's close between Nike and uh, like I've tried New Balance didn't really work. Under Armour's footwear is generally terrible. Uh, Nike seems to be Asics can make a good shoe too at times, but Nike seems to be the best fit. Yeah. So I'm not shilling for Nike here. I do like them. I do wear them. But shouldn't Grant Hill's deal with Fila many many years ago? Shouldn't that have been a reason? Like, dude, don't mess around with a third or fourth tier shoe company. Just just go with one of the big dogs. Why well, would he even and say be done with it? Big Baller Brands fifth tier. That's like bottom bottom basement tier yeah. of basketball shoes because they were, they had they had nothing to go off of to say hey these shoes are, are good for your feet they're good for your body i mean they just they pumped them out and they just made hey lonzo wear them and and now look at where he's at because i was gonna say lavar ball I was, I was thinking about this i was like man lavar ball kind of got the last laugh right because Lamelo was Lamelo had a good rookie year, and you know, Alonzo was starting to get healthy. I'm like, or did he get the last laugh? Because now his ratty shoe line could cost his son his basketball career. So yeah, I mean, he had he had his five seconds of fame until I think Rob Palinka and and Jeannie Buss told Lavar to just shut your mouth and stay out of stay out of our business. I think the last like public thing he said was was it after he said he could beat Michael Jordan one on one? Maybe MJ got to him. Maybe MJ. And and his crew because he's been he's been pretty quiet and I think maybe a lot of it's also just Lonzo just saying hey dad because he was pretty vocal during his 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 rookie year yeah. in L A and eventually of course Lonzo goes to the Pelicans and then back to now where he's at in Chicago and Lamelo with the Hornets and Leangelo who's you know not a good basketball player I believe he's still in the Greensboro <laughs> Swarm going for tryouts but he's he's kind of he's kind of gotten away that, cam i don't know if that's impressive or sad that you know the name of the hornets g league team greensboro swarm oh come on they play at the greensboro coliseum actually i have no idea where they play have not <laughs> been to a game but i mean kai jones has spent a lot of time greensboro swarm well, well. we were in des moines for the ncaa tournament it was a the timberwolves g league team plays in that or the wells fargo arena in des moines and i'm like I'll be honest. I didn't know the Timberwolves had a direct G League affiliate. So two thumbs up for the Timberwolves. Send, you can send guys to and from Des Moines, I guess. So, uh, but good, good on you, Cam, for knowing the the swarm. It's the Greensboro Swarm. Yeah. Okay. But I don't know why guys don't just mess. Like, don't stop. Don't do the big baller thing or think you're going to go do something creative. Just sign with Nike or Adidas and just be done with it. And if not for his dad pushing that company, Lonzo probably would have signed either with. Nike or Adidas, someone that they could trust. Now, of course, this is Doug Gottlieb, so as you said, take it for what it's worth. Who knows? I mean, it was a pretty damaging knee injury he had at first and now with the feet and where it's gotten to where he just cannot stay healthy. So maybe it impacts, maybe it didn't. But, yeah, I think the, the the saddest thing from it is not just maybe the shoe ruined his career, but it's that Lonzo's ball entire career has been ruined because as they proved last year in the beginning of the, the Bulls season in, in 2020. One twenty twenty two when they were they had the best record in basketball for a minute, Jeff, and it was because of how great Lonzo Ball was, not just because of what he could do offensively, but defensively. He's a really, really talented defender and mixed with Alex Caruso and the, the Mar DeRozan 
and Zach Levine and, and Nikola Vucevic. I mean, they had a really good roster, but Caruso hasn't been able to stay healthy. Lonzo Ball may have played his last basketball game as well. So for the Bulls' yeah. entire organization, I know I'm getting off track here, but no, the Bulls, good. I mean, a year and a half ago, two years ago, looked like maybe one of the best teams in the East contenders. And now, you know, they head into this offseason. Like, do you have to trade Levine? Do you trade Fucevic? And is Lonzo Ball's career done? Yeah. Um, and it happens to a lot of great NBA players. Is it Grant sad? Hill, you mentioned Grant Hill. He's one of them. Dude, Grant, Grant, and Grant Hill's still a Hall of Fame player, which is remarkable considering the fact that that Fila deal delayed, uh, really derailed his career, took away the prime years of his career. Yeah. And I, I don't think I've heard him directly come out and say it. If he did, I don't remember. But he strongly implied that if he had signed with Nike right out of college and when the Pistons drafted him third overall in 94, if he had just signed with Nike – there's no telling what kind of career Grant Hill would have had. Especially if you look at that offseason when the Magic signed him and Tracy McGrady. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no telling how much that would have sh- uh, shifted and shaped the Eastern Conference in the early 2000s. I think his ceiling his ceiling is possibly a top 25 player of all time. Easily, easily. Because Grant Hill at his prime was one of the very best. He, he was in the conversation for best on-ball defender in the world. He was a six eight true combo wing. He could he could rebound. He could bang a little bit, uh, but an uber athlete could jump out of the gym, could shoot, uh, had handles. Grant Hill was one other than Michael Jordan, my favorite player of all time. I love Grant Hill. Grant Hill had awesome game, but man, that that Fila deal just totally it totally wrecked it. He started having ankle problems in Detroit, and then in Orlando, he just never got right. And then when he got to Phoenix, he started wearing Nikes. He Got a night, got the feel of deal was done, got with Nike. You know, the two guys, and it's not necessarily a uh, a thing about how expensive your shoes are, because if I remember right, and anybody feel free to correct me, somebody mentioned this on the Specs Tech line, didn't Stephon Marbury get hurt uh, wearing the first ever and one shoe? I don't know. I don't remember Stephon Marbury. Did he actually wear the Starberry shoes in uh, games? I think so. Okay. For at least for a little bit. Because I remember Hakeem, by the way, you could get those Starberries at Stephen Berries, which is long since gone, but Stephen Berries, that's where you get like your college logo shirts for like five bucks a piece. They weren't high quality, Cam, but you could get, it was more about quantity than quality shopping at Stephen Berries back in the day. It used to be Stephen Berries in the Colleen Mall. So used to hit, used to hit that up. I know my brother was really sad when Stephen Berries went out of business. So what's what's a Stephen Berries? It was just like, uh, how can I best put this? Think of like uh, Sports Authority, or, okay. or actually, I take that back. Think about Champs, but like if Champs had a discount store. Oh man, I would have been all over that as a kid. Yeah, that's probably the best way I could describe Stephen Berry's. Mm. As we, as I used to call their slogan, should just be "Come get some cheap s." Won't last long, <laughs> but man, it'll be fun wearing it while you got it. Um, and now you just order off of these online. Yeah. Websites that are from China and the they kid, ship it to you in a month for twenty dollars. Do kids go to the mall anymore? Do the kids do mall anymore? I don't know. I don't know. It used to be everything's online shopping now. That was like back in the day. I, I'm kind of at the tail end of that generation where if your parents just want you out of your, their hair for the weekend, like here, here's twenty bucks. Go to the mall or something. I think middle school that was still a thing because it was like, what are you doing Saturday? Let's go to the the North Lake Mall and walk around for five hours until our parents come <laughs> pick us up. Like, what are we going to do? We're going to go walk around and look at you go, you go. You get a pretzel from Auntie Anne's for your, your girlfriend at the time? Dude, that Auntie Anne's cinnamon pretzel still goes hard. Still. 
Zach Lucero every Wednesday for our Flex ATX show. He comes up on TNs. Dude, does he go to the one in Barton Creek Mall? Yeah. The Barton Creek Mall is like five minutes from here. Yeah. Do you Have you ever been to the smoothie place in Barton Creek Mall? Mm-mm. Dude, that smoothie place in Barton Creek Mall is awesome. It's probably that, and whenever I have my daughter with me, she had demands to go to the Lego store, so we got to go to the Lego oh, store. Oh, of course. Close by. Uh, so it's the Lego store, and I got to go to that smoothie place. Man, that smoothie place on the first floor at Barton Creek Mall is so freaking good. I don't know what they put in those things, but I get like the... Uh, is it like healthy smoothies? Yeah, or it's okay. like I get like the... Uh, man, I don't know what it is, but they put like flaxseed and like some okay. kind of sunflower is seeds. Is it Tropical Smoothie Cafe? No, it's not Tropical okay. Smoothie Cafe. It's just like, like I seriously think like the sign on the store says like smoothies. It's just smoothies, yeah. Yeah, just like generic smoothies. But it, like I said, they put sunflower seeds and uh, spinach and strawberries and bananas and something ooh, else goes in there. Dude, it is so freaking good, man. Love, love a good smoothie. The smoothie is expensive, but the smoothie is freaking legit. Um, there was something else basketball-related or shoe-related I was going to mention. But, oh, yeah. Unless somebody wants to correct me. I was talking about how cheap your shoes are or not. It do- that doesn't really matter. Hakeem Olajuwon wore Spalding's that were sold at Walmart. I think you could get them for, like, less than 20 bucks. I think I, Shaq had Walmart yeah, shoes, I don't, didn't he? I don't remember Hakeem having foot problems. And Shaq had his own brand that you could get at Walmart. And Shaq wore those. I don't remember Shaq having foot problems. Granted, it's big guys, so they're going to break down easier. But I don't remember those guys having much of foot and ankle problems. Did they, did they wear them in the actual games? Shaq did. Yeah, Hakeem did too. Yeah. Hakeem's, I think, maybe 95, 96. And I Hakeem think, had, well, the, has the second best footwork. It's behind Kevin McHale of all time, right? Mm-hmm. So if it works for Hakeem. Awesome feet. Uh, yeah, Hakeem, the Spaldings came out, I want to say like 96, somewhere around there. I think the I don't think he wore them during the Rockets championship years, but I could be wrong about that. Shaq's was like early 2000s. When Reebok started going downhill, Shaq got out of that Reebok deal. And uh, Actually, you know what? I heard him tell a story. I saw this come across my Facebook feed on one of those. It was like a Facebook uh short or whatever they're called. I don't know. Everybody calls them different things. It's a real or a short or whatever. But he said he was still doing the Reebok deal, and some lady, like, saw him on the street and cussed him out because, you know, he was charging kids too much money for shoes, and he tried to tell her Reebok sets the prices. I don't. But then he went home and thought about it and said, you know what? I do need to make a more affordable product. So he called Reebok. I think he said he had, four like, four years and $40 million or $50 million left on his Reebok deal. He said, let's just cut it now. He said, you guys keep, you know, keep whatever money you owe me. We don't have to do anything. You guys just keep it, and we'll just, you know, everybody breaks away clean. And he started that day, started, called somebody and started developing his own shoe that could be sold at you know, places like Walmart where kids could afford them, like 25 30 bucks a pop, the, the Shaq brand. I'll tell you what, it's probably the best basketball shoe out there right now. And the one I see most popular in, in rec games and stuff Kyrie Irving. I I love playing in his shoes, but unfortunately, uh, Nike has severed ties with him. So, uh, man, I'd... I finally found a, a shoe brand I like because Katie's I couldn't I can't fit my feet in him because Katie's I guess Katie has long feet, but he doesn't mm-hmm. have wide feet because I cannot fit my foot in any of his shoes. And I used to grow up; those were my favorite shoes to buy was was Katie's shoes, obviously because of his Texas ties, but. Also because I like the colorways and yada yada yada, but I can't even in LeBron's shoes they just suck. Back when I played when I played basketball, uh, the most you know the most comfortable basketball shoes I ever wore were pretty much anything Reebok made in the really? late nineties okay. and early two thousands. Yeah, 
I had a I had the answers one year, and it it looked oh, weird. Yeah, yeah. It looked weird because our you know at Florence our colors were purple and white, and I've got shoes that are like red black with a little bit of gold mixed in. But man, those Allen Iverson Reeboks were so comfortable. And Reeboks had the DMX cushioning, is what they called it, mm-hmm. kind of their technology. It felt like I was walking on clouds, man. It was so squishy and so comfortable. And I bought a pair of just solid white Reeboks. I think they were the Steve Francis shoe. It was the Steve Francis line of shoes. Oh man! At one point in time, those Reeboks were freaking comfortable. So it was it was awesome. Uh, but let's go ahead and get to the specs text line. I think we're done talking cheap shoes and and footwear for a little bit. Uh, I want to go ahead and get to some of these answers. Again, your question of the day that Craig posed, you are in charge of the schedule for Texas in 2024. Who are you adding f- to the – who do you want the Longhorns to play? And, again, with those caveats, UTEP, UTSA, Texas State are out, cannot be a Power 5 team, has to be a home game. Uh, let's go, Cam. You stop me. Or I'll just run through, Cam. You tell me if any of these pique your interest. You ready? Let's do it. Troy. Sure. North Texas. Sure. Boise State? Uh, to, I, I want cupcake. That's a no-win situation playing Boise. I want a cupcake on the schedule. Maybe this is it. Grambling. Yeah. Are they are they Division One now? They're FCS. Grambling's in the swag. Okay. Uh, Sam Houston or Stephen F. Austin. Sure. Sure. Arkansas Pine Bluff. Oh, yeah. Love. Great. One of the best mascots out there. What's what's Pine Bluff? The Lions, what's... right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Golden right. Lions, yeah. Um, a lot of lot of calls for Sam Houston, UNT, uh, Incarnate Word. I, that's one that I, I think because they're an FCS, it could it could happen. It could work. Uh, Potato Head, please schedule Boise State and cr- kick the crap out of those wannabes. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that, but I'm guessing Potato Head's an Idaho Vandal. I love I love Luke and PA just being honest. So the fourth non-conference game, I would say Kent State simply because it's my wife's alma mater. So there you go, Luke and PA trying to get us a point. See, ATX James can't be Oregon. It can't be a Power 5 school. Because you're already playing Michigan. You're not going to play be, two Power 5s in non-conference. That's a brutal schedule. That'd be brutal schedule. And then you're going to go play an, a, an SEC schedule? Yeah, that's Two weeks not, before the season ends, you're taking Oregon? No way. Do you remember? You're too, you're too young to remember, Cam, but there were some of those years where Gary Barnett was at Colorado. I remember one year they played like Florida State and – Maybe like a Pac-12 school in non-conference. I'm like, well, like were the Indianapolis Colts not available? <laughs> like, and they, uh, I, I don't think they play annually anymore. But one of the best kickoff weekend games used to be Colorado, Colorado State, which for Colorado was like a no-win situation. If you beat them, that's like okay, you're Colorado. Which back then, a Colorado football game meant something. Maybe that'll change with Dion there now. But it's like if you win, you're Colorado. You're a Big 12 school. You should beat Colorado State. But Colorado State's really good. So if they beat you, it's like, how'd you lose to, you know, a, a lower-tier FBS school, lower-tier Division One school? But Colorado State was really good. That was a good rivalry game. Wyoming actually is on the schedule this year, so maybe you could play them again in 24. I don't know. Probably could. Another vote for SMU, Abilene Christian, Villanova, uh, Prairie View, Texas Southern. That's where I, I resided. I said just schedule one of those HBCUs. Uh, let them get it. Their athletic departments could, could use the funds. Let them get one of those pay games. Should be good for them. Texas School for Deaf and Blind? That'd be a good option. <laughs> oh, Cam, I love the humor. Uh, North Dakota State? or See, that that's one. Mm, I'm staying. Staying away from the Bisons? Staying away from South Dakota State, Northern Iowa. I know they're in FBS now, but Appalachian State, just those are no. Boise's out of that category now. 
Those are the no-win situations. A texture brought up, you know, at HBCU. I like that. I think something like either that or something in-state, right? You know, continue that. So that's what David Pierce does, what I like about what he does with, with baseball, right? He'll schedule, you know, the in-state games. Maybe that's just because of traveling is easier for the Incarnate Word or Texas State. But I like being able to, you know, establish those relationships with the coaches in our Incarnate Word. I think that that'd be a fun little series. Yeah. Um, our buddy Golfling Go, shout out to Golfling Go, good dude. Says Marlins Marlins Park has a protective net where Craig and Roger are supposed to sit tonight. So oh, they're thank they're God, thank you for that research. They're good. Um, Florida Atlantic in twenty twenty four. Why do I feel like the line would form to the left for Texas fans wanting to see Sark kick in Tom Herman's head? So do you think Tom Herman would agree to that? Like if his AD says, "Hey, we got Del Conte on the other line." You know, they're willing to pay us a good chunk of change to come to Austin. Here's the deal. Um, if the AD gets that kind of offer, that ain't Tom Herman's decision. Yeah, that's true. Tom but Her- if he had the option, I feel like Herman's saying, please, God, no. I don't want to go back there right now. No, I, I don't. He, I think he would rather. Now, I believe he'll, he won't be at FAU too long because I think he'll find another Power 5 job eventually again. I think he, he wouldn't mind coming back as a Power 5 head coach, but as FAU – with Casey Thompson as his quarterback, yeah, I I feel like fans will be you know they won't be too mean to Herman, but the Casey Thompson man, don't go near the student section. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Somebody said they still have a Stephen Barry's Longhorn embroidered shirt. That's what I'm talking about. See, Stephen, man, if you got if you're still getting use out of a Stephen Barry shirt, you should be in the Guinness Book of World Records for the longest lasting Stephen Barry shirt. I think my brother. My brother had a like a Creighton Stephen Barry shirt. I'm like, dude, you buy some just random ass shirts. And uh, I think the last one, it's been a few years since he ran through his last Stephen Barry shirt. Uh, let's see more talk about Nike. Uh, this this texture says played high level AAU for years, only wore Kobe's up until my junior year. Then I switched to Kyrie's best shoes for a guard. Somebody said play the Texas State fight in armadillos. I don't know if Scott Bakula has any eligibility left, but we'll. Definitely, uh, definitely check that. Uh, the a lot of a lot of pictures of Reebok shoes coming in on the text line after I mentioned Reebok, starting to look like an East Bay catalog on the text <laughs> line. Uh, somebody said, I'll, "I like your idea of Texas HBCU seem to be a good fit all around." Yeah, I mean, your Prairie View or, or Texas Southern, one of them. Uh, oh, Cam, that wasn't you that said Texas School for the Deaf and Blind. That was a texture. I was going to give you a little credit for the humor there, but that yeah, no, it was right on, on the, the text line. Text line yeah. Uh, it said Colorado State has almost an identical record as Texas since 2010. Might want to skip the Rams. That uh, coming from Jeff Mudd. Thank you for your uh, contribution there. Uh, one example of directional schools in the Midwest, Eastern Michigan. Uh, that's, I mean, maybe, but again, even the problem with group of five schools is they're going to be right in the middle of conference play. Thank you for making uh, – mentioning apex here this texture also said did jeff say he was drinking captain morgan with diet coke speaking of soft ain't nothing soft about captain morgan and diet coke i'm just trying to watch my figure a little bit while i'm enjoying an, an adult beverage so anyway northwestern oklahoma state we're getting a little off the rails with uh said tom tom herman would prepare for a year to beat to uh for texas and beat us hey man Tom Bull Herman, you got one game to get up for. You give him enough that's time true. to prepare for it. As long as it's not Maryland, he'll probably put a product on the field that's competitive. He showed that. Again, the caveat there is as long as it's not Maryland. I think Bucky had like a Dr. Seuss rhyme he was working on at that point, Cam. I think it was said, I do not like them, Sam I am. I do not like playing Maryland. He, there was more to it, but 
The Buck was on a roll after oh, that second Maryland loss. Uh, we are on a roll here on Light the Tower in hour number two, but we've got to take a break. We When we come back, Cam's got your flex update, and we'll uh, get into uh, the Longhorn Notebook, get into a little more. We'll kind of wrap up SEC spring meetings, put a bow on that, which really the only thing that was discussed was the schedule. So continue to take your feedback on the Specs text line, 337-3776. All that and more coming up when we get back on Light the Tower, on the Horn, live, local, and digital, on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. <laughs> Like the tower with Craig Webb and Jeff Howe. You can cut out of it. Hey, yo, aim. Yeah, yeah. Run it up, Blondo. Run it up, Blondo. Found it, Cam. The answer to was the version of the Allen Iverson Reebok that I had. I can't hear you. Your mic's not on. What version you say? The answer to. Ah, okay. Answer to. Yeah, it was the. There it is, right there. The black. The black colorway with the red. Gosh, those were comfortable. Zay was just in here. We were talking about. Uh, she was also the Dennis Rodman Converse. Was talking about those. And Rodman had a Converse deal briefly. Is that when Converse? Was in the crapper when they were signing uh, athletes like Dennis Rodman. Who else would have had a Converse deal at that time? I, Dwayne Wade was the last big time player coming out that I remember signing a Converse deal. Okay, so that was really two thousand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Converse wasn't quite in the dump because I think like the Chuck Taylors had just had a one of their. It seems like Chuck Taylor has a renaissance every ten to fifteen years. Uh, they, I think the Chuck Taylors were going through a renaissance at that point, and Rodman had the converse shoe. As they far had, they as went it, through When I was in college, Chuck Taylors were super popular. I'm telling again. you, man, every 10 to 15 years, they'll make a comeback. Those Rodman shoes, though, as far as a shoe that fit my foot, basketball shoe or otherwise, I don't think I've ever had a shoe that better form-fitted to my foot than that shoe. Mm, interesting. And, again, those Reeboks, the Allen Iverson Reeboks were like like running up and down the court on marshmallows, man. Just I don't see so a lot good. of Reeboks in basketball. No. It's mostly – Nike really owns the shoe game for the most part. Yeah, Reebok is pretty much, unless I'm wrong, Reebok is pretty much exclusively a, like a CrossFit yeah. company. I think they do, Reebok does the fight kits for UFC fighters, I think. Okay. I know they did at one time. I think they still do. But yeah, you'll see. They, they have good training shoes. I have a pair of Reebok training shoes. I think that's, that's, kind, of their, the that's kind of their bit now. It's like the CrossFit uh, industry training and whatnot. So I think they're focused their efforts all on that. Uh, right now... We need... I need to break a new sounder real quick, Joe. Oh, go for it, my friend. What is our breaking news? NBA. So we just saw Nick Nurse was hired by the Toronto... The Toronto Raptors was fired by the Raptors, now rehired by the Philadelphia 76ers. So the biggest coaching job in the market was the Phoenix Suns. Well, they have just announced they have hired Frank Fogle, the former... Indiana Pacers head coach and the NBA champion coach at the Los Angeles Lakers, who was fired after last season. Lakers hired Darwin Ham. So Vogel was did not have a head coaching gig this last year. The Suns, who thought it was expected they were going to hire someone off their previous coaching staff, Monty Williams went to Detroit uh, two days ago. Instead, Suns going with uh, Frank Vogel as their new head coach for okay. Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Maybe Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton next year. Chris Paul, they got to do something with old Chris Paul. I think you got to trade him. He's gonna break now. He's gonna break down at a critical time during the season, probably the playoffs. I'm telling you, Dallas Mavericks trade for him. Chris Paul and Luka Doncic in the backcourt. You're telling me you wouldn't like that? I think Paul would be perfect 
for Luca. But that's but then, a. But then, then I would have to, I would have to root for Chris Paul. That wouldn't be as bad. Look. Oh, so you're you're anti Chris Paul? Okay. Not a big Chris Paul. I just think Chris Paul's just insanely overrated. Like I've heard hmm. people say, "Oh, Chris wow. Paul's a top three point guard all time." Who you who you putting ahead of him? Who if Chris Paul's top three? Who's getting left out of your top three? So obviously Magic's number one because Magic Johnson, Isaiah Thomas, John Stockton. Put them in whatever order you want. Those are your top three point guards. I would think Bob Cousy's got to be somewhere in that mix, and all those guys I mentioned. Stockton didn't win a championship, but Magic won championships. Isaiah won championships. I think you can make an argument for top five all time. But the biggest the biggest mark on Paul's resume is that he just he has never gotten it done in the postseason. And do, usually it's because he can never stay healthy enough I was to, say, like, do Rockets, to make it through. Do Rockets fans have an irrational hatred for Chris Paul? They should because you were a, Rockets fans were a Chris Paul hamstring injury away from beating the Warriors. Well, what did Houston shoot in that game seven? They went what zero for seventeen to start from three or something, something absurd. Yeah, something. I think, it was, I think it was zero for seventeen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's there's I think a lot that's exactly what it was. There's a lot of game sevens where you can point at or elimination games where Chris Paul either was injured or his team lost. Uh, by the way, uh, Texter, let us know UFC is now uh, under the Under Armour umbrella. All right, so good there for UFC, go. I guess. All right, Cam's got to get you your flex update. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. 0 for 27, Jeff. It was 0 for 27 as our specs textures have told me. Thank you. I was being generous. Oh, uh, let's see. I know it was a 7, but. 7? They were. Oh, Lord. 27. They were 7 for 44 and missed 27 in a row at one point. 1 for 30 to close out the game. I was being generous. I don't. Man, I I remember it being bad, but that is. It it was pretty bad. Good Lord. All right, Flex. That's like. Whatever the on-court equivalent of, like, diarrhea is, that was oh, that's what geez. that is, dude. That is awful. Man, we almost made it a full show without any doo-doo stacking references. Sometimes you got you to gotta, you gotta call it what it is, man. That was a, that's the drizzling you-know-whats. All right. All right. Regional finals kicked off on Wednesday, Jeff, for high school baseball. Uh, Taylor won game one on Wednesday night. So last night, game two for Taylor and subsequently game three of the Ducks after winning that first game, Jeff, were eliminated um, a 12-1 loss in game two, followed up with a 14-6 loss to China Springs, so the China Spring Cougars advancing to the state tournament. But Taylor Ducks, I mean, you got to keep your head up. What an incredible season for Taylor, making it all the way to the regional finals, uh, a top 10 team all season long, and one of three Centex teams to make it to the regional finals mm-hmm. in the area. Is it just me or does high school baseball season go on a lot longer than it used to? Uh, that's a good question. But it does it does go on a little bit longer. I mean, I think when, when you have these high school sports that instead of having just one 5A bracket, you have two mm-hmm. region. Yeah. You have a region two, region four bracket, and a region one and three bracket. Then they still have to play in the state tournament. It does go on for, it does go on for a big minute. I remember that wrapping up. I didn't remember it going on this long after Memorial Day, but I digress. Other action. Westlake. Uh... 
played San Antonio Johnson last night. Another top 10 meeting between the two high schools. And Westlake, a 4-3 victory. Chance Covert got the start, and he continues to have a couple impressive outings. It's now three straight outings. Jeffries made it to at least the sixth inning. He pitched five and a third, just three runs allowed, six hits, four strikeouts, and a walk. Jaguars would tie it up at 3-3, but in the sixth inning, Sage Sanders with an RBI single put Westlake on top, and they would end up winning 4-3. Nathan Duvall, one and two-thirds last night, only gave up one hit, two strikeouts. Duvall, an excellent pitcher. So game two will be today, a 7 o'clock first pitch at Northside ISD Stadium. Curious who Coach Blair goes with on the mound. Maybe Duvall. He's been the team's best player all year long, according to Coach Blair, and he's pitched exceptionally well. So we'll see now for the Johnson Jaguars, Jeff. They have lost last two rounds. They have lost game one, and they have then won game two and game three. So can they keep it up here? Uh, game two tonight, and in game three tomorrow, if needed, if Johnson does win, would be 2 p.m. at San Marcos High School. I'll be on the call for Texas Live, so if you come out, come by and say hi. And then one other Centex area matchup last night, the Rouse Raiders a 9-3 victory over Bernie Champion last night. Uh, a big win for the Raiders as they continue to roll on. Colin Correll, six and two-thirds, just gave up gave up just one earned run, eight strikeouts, a walk. He continues to have an excellent senior campaign, the UTSA commit. They scored six runs in the second and then three in the third. Did not look back, so game two will be later today. So a chance that Rouse and Westlake, two of the Centex area teams, advance to the state tournament next week, Jeff. And congrats to the Taylor Ducks on an incredible high school baseball season. There you have it. Thank you, Cam, for uh, for the flex update. Much appreciated. Um, <laughs> wouldn't be a show if we didn't get a text like this. Uh, love the feedback on the Specs text line. It says, headed to Waco, and I'm not making this up. Cam can confirm. Headed to Waco, stuck in traffic in Gerald. Can this town do anything right? And that, I know that is a rhetorical question, but the answer absolutely, unequivocally, 100% is no. Just, that, you know, that should be Gerald's slogan. Welcome to Gerald. Can't get right. You just can't get right in northern Williamson County. But we'll get right right now with a little Longhorn Notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Uh, just going to close some stuff out. Just want to remind everybody, get over to Horns 24-7. Plenty of recruiting information over there. Uh, Jordan Scruggs, uh, who uh, we just announced yesterday as our new hire working on the recruiting side, has the uh, visitor list going, a rolling visitor list for the Texas Elite Camp, which is going on this weekend. Camp season, Cam. Uh, camp season is here. Evaluation season yes, is sir. here. Scholarship's going to go out to guys in the classes of 27, 26, 25. So a uh, busy weekend for Sark and the Texas staff. Uh, plenty of wrap-up from SEC, me- uh, SEC meetings. It's the SEC spring meetings in Destin. Uh, and we're gonna also going to have, uh, assuming that baseball game gets started on time, which an hour from now, 1245, we'll get you the pregame here on the horn for Texas and Louisiana. One o'clock first pitch. That game is going to be broadcast on Longhorn Network. It's on LHN. But, uh, you know, if you want to watch it, just watch the TV, put it on mute, and listen to Craig and Roger call the game. So that was ESPN be the Plus. It's on ESPN Plus and also Longhorn Network for those asking. Oh, it's on Plus as well? Yes. Okay. It'll be a simulcast. uh, Either way, either way you want to do it. You want to do it on LLHN, you want to do it on Plus, just turn the volume down and And listen to Craig and Roger call the game. Two, actually three quick score updates. Texas Tech up 1-0 over UConn, top of the third. Kentucky, the number 12 seed in the tournament. They're tied up with Ball State, top of the third. And then Virginia all over Army, 6-0 
bottom of the second. You know, that's another when we had the question of who would you schedule for Texas' non-conference game, the fourth non-conference game. Someone mentioned one of the service academies. Uh, I wouldn't mind that either. Here's the difference, though. When not you, not when Army. When you're playing one of the – yeah, or, or Air Force, really, any of them really – Again, those are no-win situation games. You, you've got a week to prepare for the option. That's usually not enough. Nope. Uh, yeah, those that's a real roll of the dice. But, I you mean. See, you see it in high school where, where teams, they'll play the spread. And then, by the way, we have a slot T team next week. And they'll be they'll be 11-1 season. What's that one loss? Oh, so a team the slot T because we had four days to get our defense in. It's it's really weird how it's gone in in twenty years since I played high school ball where you might face one one or two spread teams a year, and the rest of the time you're facing teams that run like T formation or wing T or some variation thereof. Uh, we scrimmaged Liberty Hill. They coach Vance had just gotten there, and I think when we scrimmaged them, actually that was his first year. My senior year was his first year at Liberty Hill, so they were they were just starting to install the slot T. How did that scrimmage go for you guys? It, it was uh, actually it was competitive because in the year one with the slot T was there's still a lot of kinks being worked out. Very yeah. much so. Very much so. When, when you when you if you haven't watched the slot T, and I, when I came to Texas, I hadn't seen it too much in North Carolina. Saw Liberty Hill. It was like man, when they have it rolling at a hundred percent, it's like why doesn't every high school just run this offense? And then you see a team that. Will botch a snap or botch a handoff. It's like okay, that's why they had three turnovers and three straight possessions. That's why if you go like if you go back, Cam, and look at uh, pull up some old Texas stats. Like you can go to TexasSports.com and pull up historical stats. If you go back and look at some of those wishbone teams, they would have like upwards 20, 30, 40 fumbles a year. Yeah, because the reads and everything you can have com- confusion at the mesh point, and yeah, that that's the one downside is you you tend to put the ball on the ground a, a lot, lot more. Yeah. In a an option based offense than you do in a conventional offense. Um, <laughs> Belton Gringo, thank you for your contributions as always. Says A and M is a wannabe service academy. I never met one Aggie officer at any base I was stationed at or deployed at. Where are they? Okay, that's Belton Gringo. You can send your complaints to beltongringo at gmail dot com. Boy, I feel really bad if somebody has an email address beltongringo at gmail dot com. If you do, my apologies. Uh, but at any rate, uh, you can get over to Horns 24-7. We're not talking about slot T over there, but plenty of recruiting information, uh, getting you ready for the baseball game, basketball, all kinds of stuff. Uh, also, plenty of good conversation. We've got some really good, hardcore Texas basketball fans on our board, really going in-depth on the Dylan Mitchell discussion, uh, kind of what that means for the roster makeup. We talked about it a little bit yesterday, Cam, with Dylan Mitchell coming back. Uh, and I'll I'll just kind of make this my overriding theme on on the, the Dylan Mitchell situation going into the rest of the summer. Dylan Mitchell's not coming back to Texas to play 17 and a half minutes a game, and he's not coming back to Texas to have a secondary role. So I'm thinking they're probably going to open it up a little bit for him on offense, let him try to function as a three. And, you know, they're still going to recruit Arthur Kaluma, but Kaluma's got a lot of options. And right now, Kentucky looks really enticing because have you seen John Calipari's roster? Depleted. He's, as of right now, Kentucky has seven scholarship players for next year. Five of them are freshmen. Yep. So Kentucky's enticing for Kaluma and a couple other places are. Uh, where If I'm a guy like Kaluma, I had to be looking at that Dylan Mitchell situation because Texas, is, again, has been on Kaluma for a while. Also, Tyron Lawrence from Vanderbilt's a, a guard option Texas really liked, as expected yesterday. Uh, had gone ahead the day before, before the deadline, pulled his name out of the draft, but yesterday pulled his name out of the transfer portal, announced that he's heading back to Vanderbilt. That was expected. So uh, Rodney Terring and company, a little work to do to finish off the uh, the roster. And uh, Texas, 
Camp Sark and Company rocking and rolling. All 85 scholarship bodies. There are 85 scholarships on the nose during summer workouts. So it's true. That's what Trill Carter, Ryan Sanborn, uh, all the high school guys getting in. Oh, the only one, you know, the only one that I know of. I know Will Randall's probably not going to play this year because of the ACL. But you got healthy, able bodies, a full complement of scholarship guys going through uh, summer workouts. Things are really starting to look up, at least from a roster construction standpoint on the 40 acres, if nothing else. All right. Take a time out. Come back. Close out this edition of Light the Tower on the Horn, live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Com. License number M12470. All right. Don't forget, 1245 is when the pregame show is going to start. One o'clock scheduled first pitch for Texas and the Louisiana Raging Cajuns in the Coral Gables Regional. Cam, whether you're calling games or getting a break, whatever you're doing this weekend, have a good weekend. Great week of programming on your side, sir. Thank you, you as well. Thank you for keeping it going. Uh, We should all be back together on Monday. Maybe. I don't know. It depends on if that Coral Gables Regional goes into Monday. Uh, But stay tuned on the horn all weekend. We'll keep you covered with the latest on Texas baseball. For the absent Craig Wade, for Cameron Parker, I'm Jeff Howe. Thank you so much for listening, and we will be back on Monday to light the tower on the horn, live, local, and digital, on the horn app and at hornfm.com.